Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I am a believer. We are a faith family. We thank you, Lord, today for your word and for your power. Your living word is life and health, and your power is encouragement and stabilization to every aspect of our lives. We believe that we receive and what we receive today will release us completely into the freedom of thanking you, glorifying you, and magnifying you. That's very good. Go ahead and give God a great shout. You may be seated. You are a supernatural people. Um, you did not uh, get chosen by the Lord to have um, um, an uh, intellectual or a mental ascent with reference to the things of God. You were chosen to have a, an experience of regeneration that should ever be cared for in your life, protected in your life as the greatest treasure you have from God. When you were born from above, that's what the word in the original Greek is and we taught about it and you can go in our sessions and locate the teaching. We did a thorough teaching on being born from above or from the heavenlies or from the source. You were born of the incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. And our scriptures say he or she, of course, it's the human being, right? So the Bible says he is talking about a person who believes in Christ. He who is in Christ is a new creation or a new species. It's not they have a new mindset, they have a new idea, they have their own, you know, interpretation. No, no, they're a new species of being. 
old things are passed away all things are become new and all things are of God and if a believer does not do something with that a believer will keep on living on the level of mere powerless mortals you, 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 you will live on the level of powerlessness not because you don't have power but because you're not cherishing the new nature that has been birthed from power and called to power so that you will shine in this world. The greatest treasure we have is that the Lord chose us and he never makes a mistake. And when he chose us, he led us into the experience of regeneration and we were born from above within and when we were born from above within a good treasure began to formulate in us that once fed that treasure will become a feeder that treasure will cease to be just a little lunch it'll become a feeder of the world with spiritual truth it'll be a healer in the name of the Lord a deliverer to the captive It'll be a treasure of a sober mind and sound emotions and divine health and supernatural healing. You're not an average person. You're not just attending a meeting. You are a member of the greatest eternal family, the greatest eternal uh, um, enterprise that God has pre-planned and foreordained. He has a plan for you. He will crown you. He will empower you. He will infuse you. And he will use you today like you've never been used in your life. Glory to God. Now, if you can look with me briefly to the first chapter of the gospel of Mark and, and I want to say this as a as a premise can I help you I'm just going to say it like this. Obedience before experience pleases God. When the Lord says, get up girl. You know what I'm talking about. If, if the Lord says, get up. Well, you might be... Um, in need of getting up in your spirit, in your soul. You may be down. You may have heard bad news. You may have been through a, a rough patch in your life. You may be facing whatever the case might be that you're facing. You may not even feel like getting up. Are you listening to me? But, but now, it, obedience. Be, you may not even be able to get up.
you may you may not even be able to get up but if God said get up obedience doesn't say I can't obedience receive the empowerment of the experience and so biblical language or faith language speak God language speaks certainties that are uncertain to most people on earth let me give you an example I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me but the majority that's Bible lift your right hand and shout yes isn't that the word of God now is that for me only Lift both of your hands and praise the Lord if that's for you. Through the anointed one that is in you, through the anointing that is on you, you can do all things. You can do the things that you cannot do in the natural. You can do all things. You can do that. Glory to God. You can do healed. You can do healthy. You can do debt free. You can be. You can do increase. You can do success. You can do obedience. You can do victory. Excuse me. Isn't that the truth? But but notice the words are are declarations of certainty before the experiences. Not I did do all things, but I can. So so somebody's going to think in their natural mind, well, how dare you say that? Well, what makes them think that? How do they know what's going to happen in the tomorrow? Well, you see, they're not looking as if today rules them or tomorrow rules them. They have on the inside of them the ruler of today and the ruler of tomorrow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through Christ, which strengthens me. So he energizes you and strengthens you. And this kind of Christianity is is the purity birthed by the Lord, given to us through his qualifications as being the Lamb of God that took away the sin of the world, the high priest that can be touched with the feelings of your weaknesses. He knows how you feel, but he doesn't caress you about it. Are you listening to me? When you go to God and say, God, I feel miserable. Jesus doesn't say, I know exactly how you feel. I feel miserable too. He says, no, no. I walked where you walked and I overcame misery. So I'm going to anoint you and give you the ability to overcome misery. My God. Now I want you to know right now that 
let your faith and his decree precedes your experience. You can shout before the celebration. You can praise before the manifestation. You can magnify God. Glory. Glory. And and so he can be touched with the feelings of our weaknesses, our infirmities. We, We don't deny that we need his help. We do not walk independently of the union or the partnership that is never broken. We don't just have a covenant. We have the covenant keeper living in us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You stir up that faith and you look at fear and unbelief with disdain. You say, you're not my God. You will not silence my shout. You will not hinder my stance. You will not silence me. You will not stop me. You don't allow anyone else also to um, rub off on you. Are you listening? Because as a child of God, we live in a world and you live in a world continually. Now I want to see you continually. I, I want to see more of you than this world sees of you. Don't be, you know, coming every two months. I'm going to look up there. So, you know, come every two months and get your little faith shot and go out into the world and, and rub shoulders with everyone else that does not understand the reality of the power of God. God will eat the eater out of your life. Cancer should not be able to touch you. Your bloodline should be full of divine health. Generational curses are cut off your life and you're an heir of a generational blessing. Your background is gone. Hallelujah. Your future is bright. Your presence All right. Well, I love you. Just wanted to obey the Lord a little bit by encouraging you because I love you. Well, someone, you know, always will say, well, Dr. Harfush, you always talk these big things. And what about this, that, and the other? Listen, we live in a world where everyone you know, every institution, every field of um, service, whether it's governmental service or medical service or educational service or ETC. Every one of them 
will reach a point sometimes where they'll say there's nothing else we can do. Yeah, go ahead and keep looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Everyone. Everyone. They reach a point where there's nothing they can do. Or maybe there's nothing they will do. Now here's my field. This is what the Lord poured into me in 1976 through Luke 4, 17 and 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is my field. This is my field. When the doctor said to my mother, you must abort this child, you're, you're too far along in age, you were harmed and you know, um, you, have a, you have a stomach condition, a lower abdomen condition, if you carry this child full term and you give birth to him, um, you will die at labor, either you or the child will die. And against our convictions, mom and dad went ahead and took an injection, my mother did, and it was supposed to do away with the threat of her dying and then leaving two other uh, elder brothers, we're about seven years apart, and took that injection, and that injection didn't work. So the, the doctors were right as far as they knew, but they were wrong as far as he planned. So, so we thank God, we thank God for the fields of expertise that we have available to us, but we do not make them our God. We have a God that never fails. His plans will never fall. His field will never go without harvest. He will bless you. He will build you. He will strengthen you. He will energize you. And he will restore you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is our field. And this is what we're anointed by the Lord to minister. And so you say, well, Dr. Harfush, is it, is it wise to preach it that strong? Well... Um, it's, it's faithful because it would be treason for a, a chosen vessel be we a man or a woman in this case I'm a man but you understand it would be treason 
for the Lord to reveal his best and send us to preach it. And then we decide how to break it down in a palatable way where people can receive it. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going after the majority because I'm not running for office. I'm looking for people that have an ear to hear that, that you want the Lord to move in on your circumstance, lift you up where you're at, touch your nation, touch your city, and touch your world with the power of his deliverance and anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So please, well, I guess I'm talking to the right people. Are you with me in, in the uh, gospel of Mark? By the way, I want, I want to go back momentarily and just uh, remind us, you guys had me and I was gone in the spirit and you, you counted wrong yesterday. You counted wrong. Out of the 27 books that we have in the New Testament, <laughs> um, we have Mark was not one of the 12 apostles. Luke was not one of the 12 apostles. They were two of the 72 apostles that the Lord sent out. Are you listening to me? And then we have James, and, and we have Jude, and James and Jude were not of the 12 apostles. Are you listening to me? And then we have the apostle Paul, and he was not one of the 12 apostles. Are, are you following? So actually you only have Peter, John, and uh, Matthew. That were of the 12. And you say well why is that important? It is important to know. That the Lord Jesus chose. That the almighty Holy Spirit chose. Not to leave an argument for the skeptic. So that the skeptics can't come later. And say the favorites that were around Jesus. Made up fibs and lies. And you know things about him. And they were the only ones that could do what he gave them the power to do. So the Lord said, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to show that even in the beginning centuries of the church, the first century of the church, I'm imparting from my vessels from one to another. And I'm going to give the grace, the supernatural grace, so that when the sacred scriptures are written, whether it is John, Mark, or Luke, or whether it's the Apostle Paul, it'll have the very, very significant purity, and, and it's the sacred, unadulterated Word of God. Are you following me? Don't you think that's important to you? Who? You and I, we're not going to write a Bible. We're not going to add another book to the Bible. But we don't need to add books to the Bible. We need the living Word to be in this vessel so when people run into you they see that you're not parroting a quote you're indwelt by the author 
you, you received an impartation. Oh, that's right. And that's, that's why the Bible said, for no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. That means I don't care what you think. You can sit here and be, you know, all democratic if you want to say, well, I just don't agree with that. Well, I really don't care. I was not sent by the Lord for you to agree with me. I was sent by the Lord to preach you out of the situations that you're in. Hallelujah. I have something to give you and I didn't make it up. The Lord that called me, anointed me, and empowered me to magnify his name in your life. My, 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 my. You love me, right? You may be seated. So we touched on that yesterday. Isn't that interesting? It's interesting, right? John, Peter, and Matthew. Three of the twelve. The rest were not of the twelve. Of course, the Apostle Paul is the great Apostle Paul. But there's people in the world today that, you know, think the Apostle Paul is the Antichrist and want him out of the Bible. You know? So let's just get that straight. I'm a champion for the Bible. I believe in every word in the entire sacred canon of Scripture, both old and new. Our 27 New Testament books are full of power. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so now we're reading after one of the the 70 or the 72, if you're reading in the Aramaic. And that Jesus sent out to go to every city where he would go, sent them out two by two. And he said, I can't go to these places all at once. He sent them and they came back with great joy because even the devils did what they they commanded them to do in, in the name of the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm giving you authority. Look, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. So that authority, notice, right there in the Bible is distributed to 72. And he said, nothing shall, I give you authority. Kenneth, we said to advance by setting your foot on scorpions and snakes while you're preaching what stands in your way won't stop you don't be afraid of what opposes you when you're living your Christianity don't be afraid of the circumstances or the age or the time or the season you're living in step on that thing you've been given authority by the Lord hallelujah And so this continuum or continuity of I give you authority over all the power of the enemy went beyond the 12. It went beyond what eventually would become the 11. It went beyond Matthias that was uh, going to replace Judas. It went beyond. It went beyond. It went to the 70. And then when the Lord rose and appeared for 40 days, we know he appeared to over 500. There is no way that he blessed, he blessed a multitude. And while he was leaving said, have a little bit of 
power until I come back again. Have, have a spurt for a couple hundred years and then write a book and that's it. Hold on and hang in there because it's going to be dark times and terrible days. No, no, no. He loved power. The power's in your life. The victory's in your life. The authority's in your life. The triumph's in your life. Get up and give God a shout of praise today. Let the world hear the greatest shout ever come. Glory. Well, I love you. You may be seated. You know, I know, I know sometimes we're not used to different flavors, but it's okay. Amen. You know, if 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 some if 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 um, if if something's too loud, it doesn't make it bad. You know. And I know sometimes people say, "Well, it doesn't take all that." Well, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't, it it still will work with all that. I mean, you know, if, if I can knock somebody out with just a short punch, I think a long punch is you're still going to get the same result. Still, sometimes, you know, you just have to, you know. Look with me, please, in Mark, in chapter 1. And they went into Capernaum. And straightway on the Sabbath, I'm reading out of verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For or because he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Now I want you to notice, they had ministry going on, and, but they recognized a difference in the delivery and in the teaching. And they knew it was someone teaching as having authority. Would you say the Lord had been given authority uh, to, to minister on earth? Amen. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out. You know those words cried out are very important because that was... The unclean spirit really being tormented by the presence. Couldn't handle the presence because, listen, the Lord never teaches something that is powerless. So within the doctrine, there was the deliverance. Within the doctrine, there was, there was, a, there was a, a, an ejection notice. 
within the doctrine there was a oh you can't live in that house within that doctrine is no you're not going to keep attending the synagogue and acting like everything's okay I'm getting a hold of I'm casting you're going to go to the dry places and he cried out couldn't handle it anymore he cried out saying let us alone what have we to do with you you Jesus of Nazareth are you come to destroy us I know thee who thou art the holy one of God now Jesus is teaching How many can tell this is totally out of order? (laughs) Totally out of order. You know, the, the funniest things happen in church. <laughs> totally out of order. We were in crusade across the country. And a, and a, <clears throat> a man, I had no idea who he was, what he did. And... Um, if, if you're viewing and all that, I'm just using you as a edificational um, <laughs> testimony. And uh, he would run in the middle of the 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 the, the crusade. We're, we're just packed, and he would run in the front, just um, shout and stuff. One time, he just ran in the front, and just stood right in front of us. You know, something like, you know, uh, roses are red, violets are blue, uh, Jesus, Jesus is whatever, and, uh, and I love you, whatever. It was a rhyme. And he said, woo, and ran off. And so, you know, being in, in, in crusade, I was like, well, okay, I just left it alone and just waited a while until, until... And were you there, Lamar? You weren't? No, it was a cold part of the country. You didn't come. <laughs> and so one of the nights, so, so they, they made, you know, they made food for us afterwards, of course, because by the time we finished with the crusade team and everything, everything's closed in, in uh, that part. And uh, we normally finished our meetings, night meetings, who knows, 11, 30, 12 o'clock sometimes because people came from everywhere to be healed and be ministered to. And I told him, I said, do you know that man? He said, yes, he's one of my good members. He said, you'll never believe it. He said, sometimes the meetings will be just as dead as anything and he'll run up and, and he'll shout like that and, and, uh, and uh, he'll... he'll We'll have a breakthrough in the meeting. And I thought, yeah, you're right. I'll never believe it. You know, I'm, you know, 
But he said, I didn't say it out loud. And so this, this pastor said to me, he said, Doc, he is a very, very successful foot doctor in the city. He's a foot doctor in the city. But when the power of God hits him, he just woo and runs and does the weirdest things. I said, okay. You know. So unbeknownst to me, what happened was one of the nights he ran up shouting woo and next thing you know he just collided with the platform on that side and uh, he was out under the power so I'm thinking well he's out under the power so we're having miracles and we're leading people to the Lord well the next night he's on crutches and he's in a cast he's in a cast so now, now, is that crazy? And, 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 and I said, what happened to him? He said, well, he broke his leg when he ran up yesterday. He hit his leg on the thing, broke his leg. And there's a foot doctor, broke his leg, had to go to a doctor, got his leg in a cast, came to the meeting on crutches with a cast got in the prayer line got instantly healed went home and took the cast off I don't understand why the Lord would heal him I'm not mad about it but I just don't get it you know it's like well, I got healed instantly my God a broken leg well that's great how'd you break your leg I ran up the night before and, and woo and hit the thing and broke my own leg. My God, are you a foot doctor? In the middle of the, the teaching, right here in this city, middle of the teaching, jumps up in the back and says, Sing Amazing Grace. I'm trying to share with you what happens when you're under the anointing. I said, all right, I'll, I'll sing Amazing Grace later, sit down. So I kept teaching. Well, before you know it, the same person just couldn't contain themselves. And they started in the back, you know, I guess they were using all kinds of non-religious uh, 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 descriptive adjectives to the, to the armor bearers and the team, just like, like terrible things words and then it got loud and he was going to hit some people and I could, could, could see it some of you were there but I'm talking about the anointing you say well Doc why are you doing that because sometimes it takes time for people to get set free and um, he started and then so finally they constrained him because he was going to be violent and then they picked him up and I looked in the back and I saw him horizontal like that <laughs> and they were picking him up and then I said amazing grace Ask and you shall receive. 
so he's teaching and this manifestation happens and um, the spirit identifies him the unclean spirit and in verse 25 and Jesus rebuked him or spoke sharply to him saying hold your peace or be quiet or silence or shut up would be another way and come out of him now I want you to notice that with authority and with power shut up and come out of him so within the teaching ministry of our Lord there is performing power not one word of God is void of power there is nothing that God will share to you biblically that he's not willing to supply for you experientially. When God declares you're the head and not the tail, it's not a hope. It is not fiction. It is not someday in the future. It is now for you. My God. My God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and obedience before the experience means that your spirit rejoiced about the good news before the good news verified himself to be an experience. Glory to God. And, uh, and, um, and come out of him and when the unclean spirit had torn him he actually hit him on the way out there was a there was a manifestation there was a uh, you, you saw and we see that in deliverance sometimes we, we, we do um, uh, our best and we get a lot of good results without uh, delay uh, because we don't want the enemy to get attention he really, the devil wants attention. That's why, you know, you should never be that person that wants sympathy and attention so much that you refuse to rejoice about what God is saying. Does that make sense? I mean, just change that. Can you say amen? Then, then we all become helpers of others. Because the Lord becomes our helper. So, um, and when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud um, um, voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves. And this is what they were saying. Saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commandeth or commandeth he the unclean spirits and they do obey him. Notice what new doctrine now if you remember the address in 1st Corinthians and uh, you go to chapter 2 the apostle Paul says and my words 
my speech and my preaching, wouldn't you think that's doctrine? Was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but in what? With what? Demonstration of the spirit and of power. Well, that shows us that even Saul of Tarsus, who was the enemy of the church, after meeting the Lord and being born from above, regenerated, being called by Christ, being empowered by the Spirit, being uh, given his gospel by revelation, he was not sent to preach with words that just merely make mental sense. He was sent so that he would preach with demonstration of the Spirit and of power for a reason. That your faith should not what? Should not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So someone might say to you and to me, well, doctor, that was for that time. You see what I mean? Well, wait a minute. Then that means that our faith can no longer rest in the power of God. Because the time where the speech is with demonstration of the spirit and power is over. Therefore now the time for speech should just merely be intellectual contribution. um, uh, Theological conviction. Are you listening to me? Uh, 21 steps to try to lose weight in the church. I don't need 21 ways. Just... Amen. Come on. Seminars on marriage and everything like that. I mean, what's hard about marriage? Unless you're married to the wrong, you know, somebody. Come on now. How many understand what I'm talking about? Now, if you understand the mystery of marriage, if you understand the miracle of marriage... Two people that are adults can work out anything. Especially when you're born from above. You got the wisdom of the almighty Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Am I making any sense? So the point is if Christianity was just another way for human beings to look a little better and act a little better. Then it's no different than any other religion on planet earth. But Jesus did not come down to earth to die in order to establish just another religion. He came to give you the way, the truth, and the life. He came to give you the health and the healing and the deliverance. He came to give you the wisdom, the power, and the breakthrough. He came to give you the anointing, the gifts and the fruit. He came to bless your life. He came to reach your world. He came to transform your environment. Glory be to God. You are no longer a victim. You've been delivered. You are now more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. Glory to God. So they said, what kind of what? Doctrine. What kind of teaching is this? Because with authority and power, he commands unclean spirits and they obey him. Well, the apostle Paul said, and my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, 
but with demonstration of the spirit and the power. Well, why? Because he's also preaching with authority and not as the scribes. He got the authority from the Lord. And we have the authority from the Lord. And I'm telling you, you have authority from the Lord. And your enemy might try to make you feel like you don't have authority. And you might feel like you don't have authority. You might go to sleep and he might attack you in the night season with some weird wacky dreams. Or come against you through the mail or through the telephone or through somebody. Are you listening? And you'll feel like, oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know if I'm talking to anybody. You'll feel like maybe all your strength is gone out of your life. But here's the good news. Authority is not predicated on your your feeling is predicated on your agreement. Hallelujah. You have been given authority over all the power of the enemy. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is no fear in authority. Authority has no fear. That's, that's why when the viper jumped out of the fire and hung to Paul's hand, Paul did not start saying, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Are you listening to me? He just shook that thing. So when the unexpected tries to happen to you, it will not get the results that it gets from people that do not have authority. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I know what it's like to be in the real world. I know what it's like to grow up in a nation where your life is under the gun. I know what it's like. I've been told when I was two years old how the Islamic Brotherhood was going to kill everybody in our neighborhood. But my mother carried this guy at two years old under one arm and the Bible under the other and walked down the street and the people shooting at one another said, stop till the woman and the child pass by because nobody knew that God had a plan for this man I need to stop I know what it's like I know what it's like to be threatened by gangs I know what it's like to be stabbed with the attempt to be killed I know what it's like to choose not to join a gang, but to defend yourself. I know what it's like when you have a praying mother. I know what it's like when demons and devils want to stop you, but God wants to call you. Are you listening to me? So don't nobody anywhere in the world look at me like you grew up in a bad neighborhood. I hung out in the worst neighborhoods on the planet all over the world. And still do. And I'm coming to you. And when I come, I'll empty drug alley. I'll empty the crack house. I'll deliver the drug dealer. I'll empty the hospital room.
to stop, you need to shout today. But I know what it's like to move on up to the east side. Know what it's like to load up the truck. Just a little humor. Because no, listen, nobody's stiff attitude is going to stop God from blessing you today. Nobody. Nobody. He's alive. And this is the day of appointment for you. He's alive. I love you. Appreciate you guys. And uh, it's one that has authority. He speaks not like the scribes, but like someone that has authority. What kind of a new doctrine is this? Because with authority, he commands evil spirits and they obey him. It's a miracle to see the Lord still doing that. See the Lord deliver people from addictions. All kinds of instantly. Instantly. And immediately his fame spread, verse 28. Um, it, his fame spread abroad throughout all the region, round about Galilee, and forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever and um, how does it read in your Bible? Now if you notice the original language said she was laid out with a fever. There are different kinds of fevers. So this fever uh, takes some people, they go home, if that makes sense. I'm talking about if sometimes like people are high, you know, they're ready to go home to be with the Lord. You, you know, Dr. Sumrall is a wonderful friend. When Dr. Sumrall left uh, preaching 
with us here a number of times, Dr. Lester Sumrall. How many of you have heard of Dr. Sumrall? When Dr. Sumrall sat, at, sat up in the airplane, sat up in the airplane out of a deep sleep and said, my assignment's finished. I'm ready to go home. And from the moment he said that, his body started shutting down. Just, just not in a bad way, but the organs just started slowing down and shutting down. And, uh, and of course, he, he had all of his cognizant faculties about him. He called his family, spoke to them, directed them, told them what to do, told all the sons what to do after he's gone, and met with the kids and delegated the ministry and all that. He knew, he, was, he, he knew that what he was here to do, he had done, and he didn't really want to, you know. You, he didn't want to uh, just keep going. He could have. The Bible said he'll give you satisfaction. Does that mean with long life will he satisfy you? But there are some people who are unique in that uh, they only want to live to do the will of God. And some of us are like that. And uh, but that's what happened eventually. Um, he, he had his fever temperature just went up and then he just left. Does that make sense? No explanation by the doctors or anybody regarding what it was. It wasn't a sickness. So, uh, so you just stick around. Don't, don't, don't let your... Um, Days be unimportant. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. So now we see that just the, the contact and impartation of strength. Does that make sense? No, no record of rebuking the fever in this account. Maybe he did. Maybe he did quietly, whatever. But we see the action, that, that, that anointing, that power, that presence. So there's a difference between a touch and the touch. Right? And at even, or in the evening, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. We're still like in what, chapter one? Mark just, just threw it all out there right in the beginning, you know. All the cities at the door, and he healed many that were sick of different or diverse diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered them not, or allowed them not to what? To speak because they knew him. Are you listening? So now 
Now, not only does he minister to Peter's mother-in-law, but the, 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 the account of what had happened in the synagogue also caused his fame to go about, and it was about his doctrine. There is a, there is a teacher, there is a minister, there is a rabbi that speaks not like the scribes, but he speaks as someone having authority, and we know it because he commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. So the entire city came and brought the sick, and you saw what happened. He healed many that had diverse kinds of diseases and cast many unclean spirits out of people, not allowing them to speak. So not only did he perform exorcism, but he performed it the way he wanted it to happen. Let me, let me stop here. You will be so empowered by the first century training, you will not only get your adversary to obey your confessions of faith, but he will do it the way you tell him to do it. That's the truth. So he suffered not what? Why? Because they what? I'm going to read to you a verse out of the uh, the 19th chapter of Acts and verse 15 you can write that down and the evil spirit answered and said Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you All right, so because now I wanted to take you there because the first thing people can think is, well, that was Jesus and they knew him and that's why they had to do what he said. Well, no, he transmitted that to a very violent uh, executioner, really, uh, from the Pharisee order who was guilty of the death of a number of Christians the most famous one being Stephen and the Lord converted Saul of Tarsus and made him Paul and um, gives us a record that when God did special miracles at his hands from his body were taken to the sick aprons and handkerchiefs and diseases departed and uh, and uh, evil spirits left them. And uh, then certain exorcists that were vagabond Jews, they knew nothing about the reality of exorcism through Christ Jesus, took it upon themselves to use the name of the Lord because of the results that Paul was getting. Um, 
through people. Are you listening? And, uh, and, and they said to him, we command you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. So we see here that the spirit said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. So don't tell me that God's chosen people are not to be impressive and feared by our invisible adversary. When I'm connected to Christ and Christ is connected to me and I don't come in my name, although the first part of my name is Christ, I'm Christian, but Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit is in me. Don't tell me that when we come in the power of his great commission and we rebuke the enemy that we are not feared by the enemy. The reason he lies to you about you is to get you to doubt you because he's afraid of you believing in the authority that was handed to you by the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the same thing with the spirit of pain. You can tell the spirit of pain, get off. You can, you can get. Get off, get out. You're the redeemed of the Lord. So he knows you. He, the enemy knows you. If the Lord knows you, the enemy knows you. Does that make sense? And, um, and it's very important. I'm going to tell you that, that we, have, we have biblical proof, but we have also historic proof. We have hard copy proof. People need to understand how to believe hard copy proof. What I mean is if someone has written in the 300s or the 400s and in the 500s AD and published and sent it all over the world in the middle of a a world ruled by Grecians and Romans and said, said, if Jesus is dead, then why are our women and our young children, our men, walking up on your temples of Apollo and temples of Venus or whatever, and they're casting the devil out of the leaders, and, and, and they're, they're breathing on them, and the devils are leaving, and the oracles are silent, and the sick are being healed, and they're not afraid of being fed to the lions or burnt at the, at the stake because they know that death has no authority over them. You can't publish that. You cannot publish that 500 years plus after the Lord has gone and distributed unless it's historic and reality and it's taken place. And when you have hard copy letters from, from, from soldiers on the field to, to generals in the, in the city saying, we don't know what to do about these two women that they call themselves deaconess. They, they won't quit and they, they lay hands on the sick. The sick gets healed. There is. 
is a generation today that the Lord is raising up. He will bless you. He will heal you. He will fill you. He will use you. He will keep you. He will protect you. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. And all along, see, see when a pagan writes the name of a woman and the name of another woman down, it's because they're saying, Jesus, that we, we, we don't know who they're talking about, but we know them. And they call themselves deaconesses. See, Jesus I know and Paul I know. And put your name on it. The enemy knows your name. You might as well just realize your way is not out of the battle. It's into the battle with the victory that the Lord has given you. Into the battle with the victory that the Lord has given you. Lift your hands and pray in the Holy Spirit for a moment. And confusion will come upon your enemies. Every obstacle in your way will move out of your way. Everything that has tried to bind you will break off of you. You will not be the same today. Is the day that the Lord has organized and orchestrated for you to step into a level of promotion and progress and blessing in God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Put your hands on your spirit and close your eyes and just softly just stand there praying under your breath. But you could, if you have your heavenly language, use it and, and, and use it quietly. Those of us that do not yet pray in the spirit to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, that's okay. It's okay. You love the Lord. The Lord is magnified. in the miracles that happen among his saints, his people. He's, he's your savior. Let him save you. Let him save you in the fullest measure. And today, don't, don't, don't just give the Lord just your heart. Give him your entire life. Let him save you. Let him save you. Let him save you. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. 
and the love of God the Father and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the partnership of the Holy Spirit with you. Pray this out loud with me. Oh God, oh God. shout like an army. Let everyone in here stand up to your feet if you can, please, for the sake of us agreeing together for a moment. And use your voice if you can. If you can. Now, some of us may be under the power and can't stand up, but that's okay. Just stay in a, Use your voice out loud. Oh, God. Oh, God. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you today. I thank you today. For giving your only begotten Son. To die for me. To raise me up together with him. To be my savior. Cleanse me from all my sin. Lord Jesus. I believe. That you died for me. I believe. That you rose again from the dead to give me life. I confess. That you are welcome to fill me through and through and cover me with the benediction, the blessing of the Holy Spirit upon my entire being. Wash me today from every guilt, every, every, every doubt, every fear. Every unbelief, every sin, and fill me. I want to declare before the nations of the world, in the presence and the audience of the entire universe, before God the Father, the angels of heaven, demon spirits, this congregation. My family and the world that the Lord Jesus is the Savior of my life. God is my Heavenly Father. The Holy Spirit is my teacher, my guide, my empowerment. Angels, holy angels of God are my helpers. The devil is my defeated enemy. And today, he's got nothing in me. Earth is my altar, my platform to preach and declare and testify that I'm the redeemed, bought with a price. And heaven is my eternal destiny. I thank you today that I am saved, sanctified, washed, cleaned, delivered, empowered, infused, healed, regenerated, and revived in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe it, let out the strongest shout you ever let out. Shall you ever let out? Come.
Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.